to the PM Mastery Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you master your project management skills by sharing tips, tricks, tools, and training to get you to the next level while sharing the stories of other project managers on their journey in project management. And now, here's your host, Walt Sparling. This episode is brought to you by Freshly. If you are a busy person or a couple and you want convenient, healthy, ready-to-eat meals delivered to your door, you have to check this out. My wife and I have tried numerous food delivery services over the years that have usually included portioned ingredients that allowed us to make the meals with about 15 minutes of prep and 30 to 4 minutes of cooking. The Freshly service provides fully cooked and prepared meals that need 2 to 4 minutes of heat up in a microwave, and they are the bomb. There's lots of variety to choose from. Some of our favorites include the white bean turkey chili, the golden oven fried chicken and mash, the masterful pesto penna, and the buffalo chicken with loaded cauliflower. Check this out if you're looking to save time or just need a quick, yummy meal during the day. We use these at lunch and dinner, depending on our schedule. If you join using the link pm-mastery.com forward slash freshly, you will get $40 off your first order. That's pm-mastery.com forward slash freshly. Check them out. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have on the show Teresa O'Hanlon, a project coordinator from St. Pete. Teresa, tell us a little bit about who you are. Thank you for having me, Walt. I, uh, as Walt said, I am a project coordinator uh, working in the construction industry. Um, Just a little bit about me personally. Uh, I have a cat named CJ and a horse um, named Shrek. And in my spare time, I manage a small horse farm that's nearby. And my hobbies include competitive equestrian riding and sewing. And I also love to cook. So is Shrek green? (laughs) He is not green, but um, he has a, he definitely has a, um, a mischievous side, if you will. Oh, okay. (laughs) project coordinator construction all right tell us a little bit about what you do in that role so as a project coordinator i work very closely with the project managers there are about nine in the florida region and that's the region i handle specifically for the company i work for we do financial related tasks we assist with closing projects out Within a certain timeline, we're actually graded off of that. And it's also a client ask for us to get these projects closed on time and for the financials to be within a certain tolerance. So it's it's pretty important and it definitely requires a person who's not necessarily in in the project itself every day, hands-on to do some of these other tasks. So it's we work hand in hand with the project managers when it comes to those things. And one of the advantages of that is with you not being okay. in the day-to-day, you can kind of have a more objective view and also be like checks and balances for the PM. Exactly. It can get, I have actually started project managing a little bit. I have been given the opportunity to take on a couple of projects so I'm now seeing just how much work it takes to keep a project going, make sure it stays on schedule, make sure it stays on budget. And 
to have somebody else take care of these these tasks that require detail oriented or you need to sit down really figure it out it's it's necessary <laughs> yes it's uh i respect both sides I, although i haven't filled your role uh i know a little bit about how you go about it and it, it it's a whole nother skill set for sure. I noticed in uh, some of the notes that I have here that you're you're not only a project coordinator, and as you said, you also have been managing some projects, but it looks like you're involved in a lot of other stuff that is not project related specifically. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I work closely with the PMO as well. I've been working to help streamline processes. Uh, build SOPs, which are um, basically what we use to do the day-to-day, building playbooks, which help project managers or project coordinators, especially right when they're onboarded, to figure out exactly what their tasks are, and also communicate changes and process updates. So I've actually always known that I like working with the PMO and as a project coordinator, you do, it's natural to want to gravitate towards that. But I feel without seeing project management hands-on, I I would be more valuable having that hands-on experience. So that's why I decided to take on some projects, really see what project management is about. Good deal. We've heard a little bit about what you do and is there something that drives you? So what, like, what is your why? Uh, it's, you know, it, it's hard for me to really pinpoint my why, aside from the fact that I, I love to help other people. It brings me joy to see other people happy and to help them get through something. Um, maybe that's why I took on Project Coordinator, because that's basically what we're doing all day long is we're helping project managers make sure the project's are on track and everything's moving forward with it. Uh, But I would be remiss not to say that I am motivated by recognition as well. So every day I'm thinking about what I can do to be better or improve account processes or improve, make something more streamlined or efficient for the project managers. So that's definitely something that drives me every day. Cool. And I think that it's common that a project coordinator position is oftentimes an entry level into project management. Like in your case, maybe they go in the direction of the PMO or maybe they get into project management. But I know multiple people that have gone from project coordinator into an APM or a PM role, depending on some previous experience, uh, and then move their way up. Uh, I've seen people that have gone up to senior VP level over time. Wow. But it's a good starting point in organization, much like project management is key as a project coordinator. Obviously, communication skills, dealing with the finance group, dealing with the project manager themselves. So very similar uh, skill sets. And I think that's why it's kind of a natural progression. Absolutely. I 100% agree. In fact, being a little bit new to construction project management and the construction industry, the project coordinator role was perfect for me because it gave me some of that industry knowledge without being too hands-on 
while also letting me see some of the back end work. So that allowed me taking on some projects that allowed me to really understand, okay, why, why do I need to fill out this document? What's the purpose? Who does it need to go to? You learn all that stuff as a project coordinator. And if you're just thrown in as a project manager with no experience, it can get very overwhelming. If there's anyone out there looking to become a project manager, you might want to start in a project coordinator role, even if it's just for a year, just to get your feet wet a little bit. Yeah, I think that's that's good advice. That also, it gives you some insight into the project coordinator role as well, because even when you, like, I've never been a project coordinator. For me, it's always been on the project management side, but I work with coordinators regularly understanding how they do things, why they do things, what they have to do is good. So if you actually have the opportunity to start out as a project coordinator and then you're working your way into a project management, a manager position, you have a view from both sides, like you, like you indicated. Absolutely. As a a project coordinator or as this kind of internship type PM role, how do you keep up with or advance your learning? It can be hard. It can be challenging. Time management is something that I'm constantly working on, being as I have a, you know, several different things I'm involved in. But thankfully, the company I work for is very good about providing training to their employees whether it's something that benefits you, it's a a self-growth type opportunity, or if it's project management oriented, I I rely heavily on my company for pushing out those trainings, which they're very good about doing. And thankfully, they also have decided to... uh, to utilize LinkedIn Learning, which is, I think, is a a very good platform as far as training goes. And so far, I've enjoyed most of the trainings I've taken on LinkedIn Learning. Um, It's actually available to anybody. I don't believe you have to work for a company that signs up for this. I believe anyone can, can benefit from LinkedIn Learning. So that's something I highly recommend. Um, But Honestly, especially considering now you know that I've taken on some projects, experience is probably how I learn best. Um, I've always been a self-learner. I consider myself to be resourceful. And if I don't have the resource, I have a contact, someone I can reach out to to find the answer. So experience for me is my best form of learning. And then paired with what my company, the company I work for, what they provide in training has been very helpful. LinkedIn training. Uh, I've mentioned that in multiple podcasts and, and uh, uh, blog posts as well is an, a really good resource. LinkedIn training used to be uh, lynda.com. Uh, they were then bought out and now are uh, they're under the uh, LinkedIn banner. But although it is available to everyone, you have to have a premium level membership or higher to get the LinkedIn courses. Our company has a contract with uh, LinkedIn that allows us to 
use that as uh, part of our training environment. And multiple companies do. But if you're, if you're an individual and you want to get into it, I think the premium, if you do an annual, it works out to be about 10 bucks a month, but it's a good resource for sure. You'd mentioned that it's a little tough doing the learning because of time. Time, I'd say time management or, or enough time in the day is always a struggle that people mention and work through. Do you have some specific challenges that you feel you've been dealing with recently that are absolutely absolutely there's always a challenge in in work and i think that's a good thing i think you need to be challenged to stay motivated and to keep growing uh since i have two i divide my day based on the two different job responsibilities i've taken on as a project coordinator i would say time management can be a challenge simply because I find myself gravitating towards getting the project management stuff done first, since a lot of it can be critical or requires immediate attention, or maybe you're on the phone for an hour trying to sort something out. Um, So some of my PC tasks may get put on the back burner. What I found to help me with that is calendar blocking is huge. I set aside an hour every day to complete anything PC-related, and that's helped me quite a bit. Um, As far as project management goes, I think the limited experience, as far as I'm concerned, has been a challenge for me. Um, But I'm grateful to work with an awesome team. It seems like if I don't have the answer, I can find someone who can help me through it. But I would say for project management, experience is something I need to grow. Okay. And uh, I love calendar blocking. That's one of my favorite tools and push that a lot. I am planning on doing probably both a podcast and a blog post on that topic alone. So that is a, that's a good one. Absolutely. Calendar blocking. So you, I assume you do that in your corporate. So probably outlook. Uh, Do you have specific tools, whether they be software or hardware that you use that that are like your favorites? I do. It's hard for me to pick just one favorite only because I use quite a few throughout the day. But if I could pick a few, uh, Microsoft Teams, um, we just started using that in June, I believe. We started using Teams in place of Skype. I like it because you can integrate with other Microsoft software such as Excel or OneNote, and you can create teams of people to collaborate, and all of your information and files and editing can stay in one place. So that's that's one of that's something I use every day. Uh, OneNote is another one. Also use it constantly every day. I have a notebook for almost every little thing that I do including my projects. And I'm, I'm always trying to find a good template, something that makes it easy to stay organized, take notes, take meeting minutes. Uh, OneNote is, I would say, probably my number one. And lastly, of course, the cell phone. I mean, I would be lost without it on the job site. It's great to have to jot down some notes or take pictures. Sometimes your pictures can be your notes for the day. That is 
my number two tool, I would say. Okay. And these, uh, I'm not sure that I've had a, other folks bring up teams. I think we might've had one, but that is uh, a useful team, very flex uh, tool, very flexible. Uh, one note comes up in nearly every single interview as a tool. And I've actually mentioned you in the past on the podcast about being the queen of OneNote because I've seen a lot of your OneNote work. When we do a, uh, if we do a podcast about it, I might invite you back to uh, maybe be a co-host when we do that. That would be great. And I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, OneNote. I, when I first got into it, was a little daunting. And uh, now I use it for everything, personal and work. And it is extremely powerful. Uh, it's got some some quirks, but for the most part, it's it's just flexible and powerful, and and I love it. I think uh, a lot of people, if there's folks out there that aren't using it and they keep hearing about it, once we do a little, uh, maybe provide some handy links to some good videos, resources, and then talk about it on a podcast, maybe that'll get them to go in that direction as well. Yeah, it, it can be very overwhelming. There's a lot you can do, but I think it's important to remember you just have to start somewhere. Just open it up and start taking notes. Maybe it's taking notes like you normally would in an outline format, and then you can build from there. But you have to really get your hands in it before you can make it more complex. Starting out simple is all you really need to get started. Yeah, I tend to get a little too detailed and sometimes get get into stuff too deep. And it, it took me a little while to kind of take it easy because I saw some impressive OneNote uh, notebooks and I was like, oh, I know how to I, I want to know how to do that and started right. playing with it. And, and uh, you know, you can do tables in there just like you can in Word. Uh, you can actually embed documents, so express, Excel spreadsheets, PDFs, which is great for like a project management uh, storage. If you don't have dedicated, uh, maybe a dedicated folder structure, you could use OneNote as that way to, to store all your documents. And then you can share, you can take notes from your meetings. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Now, before we get to our final question, we talked a little bit about you being a project coordinator and that's often uh, in a lot of companies, that's like the initial role. And I'm, I, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit because there's a lot of people out there that that I'm hoping are listening to this that are thinking about getting into project management, but they're not sure where to start. I belong to a lot of, I us say a lot, I belong to multiple Facebook groups. And a lot of these uh, people are in uh, the process of getting their PMP. And many of them have never got in... Uh, or they've never done any project management. They just heard it's a good industry. They want to get in it and they decide to go take the test. And I have some issues with that because I think you need to be experienced before you go and take the test. A lot of people are using it as a way to get into the, into the industry because they say, well, there's no other way to get in because I have no experience. Now I wouldn't say that would be the case with you because you came in in a project coordinator role and were you a project manager or project coordinator before you came? No, I was not. I I was a program manager at an electronic manufacturing company. So I was familiar with the management side, but totally unfamiliar with the industry. So that's why the project coordinator role getting into construction was the perfect fit for me. And just for clarity, a project coordinator, project manager 
can be in any industry. So you said you were in electronics and you were a program manager. Now, did you start out? How did you get that job? It is a long story, but basically I I took the job in college. It, I was the receptionist. It was a receptionist job at the time. I just needed something working full time to make money while I was in school. There were quite a few people that left the company and it the timing was right to where I was able to learn what they did. So I filled several different roles, scheduling, purchasing. It was a smaller company, which is that's pretty common, I would say, in a company that size for one person to take on different paths, if you Mm -hmm. will. And eventually, I was given client accounts to to manage. Uh, They called it a program manager. I feel like it was more like an account manager, but that's besides the point. Um, basically, I made sure that uh, the orders we received were processed and scheduled and that the customer knew when they were getting their orders. I was the liaison between the customer and our production team. And I also put out the fires if they were upset about something or they got product that wasn't up to quality I was the one that dealt with all of that. So um, so I did have some experience dealing with clients. I had some experience dealing with scheduling, but this was manufacturing, which is, I would say it's a different, definitely a different boat than construction. There's more moving parts with construction. I feel like electronics is you're building a product a little bit more straightforward construction is you're dealing with different trades you're dealing with different systems uh potentially different vendors all at once so it was more time consuming so i guess to kind of go back to where i was trying to go with this is you started out as a receptionist and you ended up and it was a small company a lot of flexible roles there was some shifting And you made your way into now working for a slightly larger company um, where, and I say that sarcastically because the company that you work for is very large. Yes. Um, You started out as a project coordinator. And I think primarily because of your, your basically your personality and your uh, organizational skills. um, And, and then somewhat also the uh, most recent experience, but, what I really want to get at is you don't have to be a project manager to get a project manager job, and you don't have to be MPMP to get a project manager job. Uh, and it's a lot of money and a lot of work to go out and get that for just for the idea of thinking it's going to get you a job because you really are going to come in and you're not going to know any more than what that test, which is PMI's test. And they're only one of many groups out there that has standardization around project management. And a lot of companies have nothing like that organization level, and they're very successful. So I I guess my point is, if you're starting out, don't think you got to get a PMP just to get a project manager position. So that being said, the last question is something that uh, I do at work, where I do a little slide that's called a did you know? And it was something I, I tried 
just to break things up. And then I did it for a few weeks and then I stopped doing it and found out that it was super popular. So now I do it on the podcast and basically ask every guest to come up with a, did you know something that people might not know that they could share? So you have a, did you know for us? I do. And being as the holidays uh, just passed, New Year's Day was not too long ago, I thought I would do a Did You Know That Has to Do with New Year's. Uh, So did you know that the first New Year's celebration dates back 4,000 years? Julius Caesar, the emperor of Rome, was the first to declare January 1st a national holiday. He named the month after Janus the Roman god of doors and gates. Janus had, it is actually, and it makes sense. Janus had two faces, one looking forward and one looking back. Caesar felt that a month named after this god would be fitting. Mm, I like it, forward and back. That's what we do at the beginning of every year. It's true, right? New Year's resolutions, you look back at what you did, and then you put that aside and you look forward. I wonder if they had a God of roofs and windows, <laughs> doors and gates. I've never heard of that. That is uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, Teresa, I greatly appreciate you coming on and I do look forward to possibly getting back with you. Uh, maybe we can do something on one note. Maybe we can share some examples of things that you've done. And uh, I think that would be very powerful. And then also you mentioned calendar blocking. That might be another good Uh, topic to bring you back for. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, enjoy your new year. And to everyone else out there, we'll see you on the next episode of PM Mastery. Thanks for listening to the PM Mastery podcast at www.pm-mastery.com. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player. Until next time, keep working on your craft.